seem silly. Stand the test. We know what it sounds like. Yeah, I know. Do we need? Well, we should check because if we <laughs> if, if we have to check, up no sound, and we do this whole thing. That's right. So this is why we check every time, and that's why it's really annoying. And we're yeah. really sorry. Yeah, you're gonna have to live with it. Yeah, we're gonna get a better tech setup soon. Yeah, we've said that on so many intros. Yeah, we mean it now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're back again. Yay. Thanks for joining us this Yay. week for our episode. Episode. Uh, so, Sophie's pick? Yes, this week was my pick. Um, so jumping in the deep end a little bit, aren't we, mm. with this one. So today we're talking about chronic illness and chronic pain. Um, and the reason why I kind of wanted to talk about this one is that it it does impact so many so many people's lives in so many different ways, mm-hmm. and the way that uh, I call I would you know call a chronic illness or classify a chronic illness is first and foremost it's invisible, mm-hmm. so you can't see it, and people who suffer from it almost always you can't see it. People suffer from it are usually having to explain it a lot, yeah, uh, and it includes like mental illness and things like that. So. Um, I think it it's, covers a broad range of things. So yeah, I just want to have a bit of a chat about uh, how it impacts people's lives and what some sort of management ways, what management techniques there are for it. Yeah. Um, I myself suffer from migraines. Mm-hmm. Anyone who knows me knows that I suffer from migraines. I have my entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, my earliest migraine I remember, I was um, 10. Um, but I also remember having headaches younger than that and taking that you know taking medication for headaches younger than that yeah um and they've been um diagnosed as genetic migraines there are other women in my family that haven't only women <laughs> that have them what a joy that's yeah. it and they've gotten worse as i've gotten older mm. so the older i get the the harder they are the the more sensitive i am to triggers yeah and i understand my triggers very well uh, i've opt out of taking a daily um, management medication which other people in my family have taken um, just because it's normally an anti-psychotic or an anti, uh, anti-seizure anti or something similar to that that has a lot of other side effects that mm. um, so I prefer to understand my triggers and manage it that way but yeah um, yeah it's just it's it's something something I personally struggle with and I know that a lot of other people struggle with yeah it is really relevant because I think these sort of um, chronic illnesses and you know autoimmune issues and mm-hmm. things are becoming more and more um, prevalent like mm-hmm. we're seeing a lot of people dealing with them and from younger ages as well and as you said it's invisible for other people to see but I also think that it can be hard for a person going through it because a lot of the time the symptoms can be very different for different things yeah. and very disconnected and yes. a lot of things can take a long time to be diagnosed mm-hmm. so people kind of feel innately that something isn't quite right within them but mm-hmm. no doctor can fully tell them what it is That's and right. it's almost like people saying like you know am I making this up or why mm. am I so tired or why am I so this and that and mm. then you know people around them not really understanding that you know they're exhausted but not because they've been doing a lot like from the outside it doesn't yeah. look like they're doing a lot but because their body their body isn't functioning properly and yeah. it can be a really hard um thing i guess for people who aren't even aware that they have something wrong with them but are having a whole lot of symptoms and yeah. and have not having it diagnosed yeah yeah that's exactly right that's exactly right and it impacts so 
so much of one person's life you know it's it's when you look when we talk we talk so much about goal setting and and setting habits and striving for your goals we just did a whole episode about it and um when you when you have someone that's suffering from chronic pain that comes unexpectedly or things it's not so much that that thriving life where you can always do that it's more just about getting by or yeah surviving surviving through the next bout or something yeah and so you can see people around you achieving those goals and you have to adjust it for yourself so 100%. it comes yeah. back down to a comparison thing as well and we often say comparisons the thief of joy we bring that up all the time like yeah. no matter what what we're talking about if we're comparing what we want and what what our lives are like to someone else's we're always going to be suffering yeah um but in a way it's it's almost you know if someone's in pain and they have a goal and then a day comes along and they're going to do all these things and they can't do it yeah it's it impacts that uh and you see other people that momentum. doing it it impacts that yeah. momentum exactly yeah. yeah yeah but and that's why i guess anyone struggling with this kind of thing really has to cut themselves some slack and realize mm. that you might have to sacrifice momentum in some areas of life mm. to keep the momentum of your health going. You so know, true. if you yeah. need that day to stay in bed, if you need that day to rest, yeah. if you need a mental health day, because I think a lot of things as well with these illnesses is that they can lead to mental health because so like mental health issues, yeah. because if you're feeling like you're not achieving thanks to your health, mm. you become, you know, annoyed with your body, you become frustrated with yourself yeah. and you put yourself down in a way that isn't going to help you heal. Mm. And I think it's just a matter of when you need those time out to yeah. give them to yourself and to so not true. don't feel guilty or feel bad or feel mm. like you're not stepping up to do all these things in life that you mm. should be doing. Like number one thing you should be doing is looking after your health. Absolutely. Because it's all, you know, that's all we've really got yeah. to be here and yeah. to enjoy life. And there's no point pushing through if it's going to end up mm. setting you back health-wise down the track because you haven't rested and recuperated when you should have. Yeah. And that's really that's a really interesting point because self care is super difficult. Like if you got a really bad cold or something, and you exercise self care to get over that, like you have your lemon water and you um, take your medicine and you rest and you have your fluids and all that kind of thing. In if you, I mean that's different. Like and then you recover after a couple of weeks. But if you've been suffering from chronic um, illness, you're you know for years and years, you get to a point where anything self care related almost feels like. Ugh, like, like I have to pay attention to this again. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I have to do this again. Or like, yeah. no, I don't want to do that because I'm mad at my body for doing X, Y, Z. And that feels like self-care, so I'm not going to do it. You know, there's so many – it's so much more difficult to wrap your head around. And that link between mental illness is really important um, mm. in terms of when it comes to pain because it's, it's hard. Self-care is hard when you're mad at your body. Yeah. <laughs> really difficult. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess it's that trying to work through that, especially if you're someone who's listening and maybe you've just been diagnosed with something or you just mm. – or you feel like you have a lot of symptoms and you need to go get them checked. Like, I think it's – once you uncover something like this about yourself, if you ever do, it's really about – trying really hard not to be mad at your body yeah you know trying to be sympathetic mm. to yourself and to your body and you know symptoms of things are a sign that something isn't right yeah. so it's kind of you can thank your body for alerting you to the issue that's going on mm-hmm. and then the best thing i would say is just to try and learn as much as you can about the yeah. condition yes. and yeah learn from every aspect western yeah. medicine you know eastern mm. completely alternative even like the conspiracy theories, the woo-woo theories, like it's your yeah, help. Jump in the and rabbit just, hole and just explore. And figure it out mm. and, and take it as like it's just a, another full-time responsibility in your yeah. life to figure it out exactly. for you, what feels right. Yeah. And, you know, only follow the methods of care for it that 
resonate with you and that you yes. think are going to help and yeah. try different things. You don't, you know, just because you believe something's going to work, mm. you don't have to put shutters on to everything else that's going on mm. around you. You know, you can yeah. investigate and, um, and getting to that point is fine. It's finding a new normal, right? So if mm-hmm. you had goals before that may now need to be different if you've been diagnosed with something and, and that's okay. It's, it's becoming comfortable with that new normal and finding out what self-care is, is within that new normal. Yeah. And I had that here, exactly what you said, like finding purpose in the pain, like finding yeah. a purpose yeah. for, for what you're going through and how can, can you help or can you find a tribe of people who are in the yeah. same position? Can you um, start a Instagram account about it that helps yeah. people? Can you do a heap of research and write a blog about it and help people out, you know? Yeah. And in, that, in those actions, you're not only sort of, you know, fulfilling that, connection piece but you're also helping yourself because you're learning more totally. about yourself you're creating a community to yeah. share knowledge and, yeah. yeah and it's it's hard to do if you have something that's going to be with you your whole life really hard to do because yeah. you've got it you're like why bother trying something because yeah. i'm always it's always going to be here why bother trying something new or, or, or. yeah but taking taking ownership of what your life looks like after a diagnosis yeah. or or after the acceptance that this is just something that's going to be part of you now yeah everybody lives with challenges yeah. sometimes a physical one or a chronic one is is more difficult than than others you know it's, you can't exit it you can't it's not like a job you can leave it's yeah. not like a relationship you can you can leave which is hard as well but if it's part of you yeah you have to find out how to how to manage, how to manage it. it best for yeah. you yeah absolutely and i think you touched on it too it's like if you can find a bit of strength through that obstacle mm. so when you you know if, there's ways of looking at things and it might sound crazy to say it's empowering to have something to overcome but it is empowering to to work towards like creating the best mindset and the best maintenance around whatever the issue might be Mm. in your life and that's going to empower you for other things in your life as well because you know if you've got something that you've got to learn to live with the best way is to accept how to live with it positively rather than berating yourself or being upset about it all the time and trying to you know just work with the best mindset so Mm. a lot of time with things like that if you are going through something like that Mm. getting that support maybe it's just speaking with someone who's been through something similar or having a therapist or a counselor Mm. someone that you can just unload some of the mental burden of this stuff because if you're going through it and the people around you don't really understand it or you know you don't know anyone who's going through similar things mm. the last thing you want is to feel isolated so so true yeah i think just making sure that you set up a support system of people in your life who understand mm. um people in your life who are accepting and can mm. help you work through it and you know it really the pillars really come into mind with definitely making sure you have the right mindset looking after your body obviously um you know still having an appreciation for life and a soulful connection to say thank you that i'm still here and i know i'm dealing with something that is unfortunate but i'm still here still living and breathing and and i can manage it and being thankful for that because a lot of people don't get the chance you know there's there's illnesses that don't um heal you know there are people who don't get the chance there are illnesses that drop your life expectancy to a year or two years you know so 100 yeah so it's it's your choice of how you're going to proceed yeah yeah i think that's really important and uh, I also think another um, big element when people have diagnoses like this is um, the, the element of self-blame that comes in mm. for the choices that they've made up until that point yeah. that have either aggravated the condition that they have now or or caused it. You know, mm. we live now, you know, the causes for chronic illness 
I mean, chronic illnesses are so much more prevalent now than they yeah. ever were before. And they're, Absolutely. we don't know exactly. You talk to a GP or a specialist even, they might say, no idea. We don't know why it's growing up, but it's going up. And mm. you talk to a, a natural therapist or something, they'll say, well, the toxicity in, in the world today is so much higher than it ever was before. Yeah. Um, there's just, you know, maybe it's just there's more knowledge, so there's more diagnoses. Who knows? But the, sometimes we look at the choices we made, like maybe we went partied hard in our 20s or something, and now in our 30s we have a chronic illness to deal with. And that element of blame is so um, detrimental to mm. how you're going to live the rest of your life with something that will be with you the rest of your life. It's, yeah. It's, it, that has to be, you have to let go. That has to be task one is to let go of. Yeah, because you can't go back. You yeah. <laughs> you can't change it. Exactly. You know? And maybe there's, some of these are genetic, you know, like mine's genetic. So yeah. uh, who am I blaming? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like yeah. there's, you know, because I, um, about six months ago, was diagnosed with Hashimoto's, which is an autoimmune, which affects my thyroid. Um, and Sophie knows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> announced all of this. But. Um, no, okay. <laughs> I already know. What? <laughs> But, um, so that was like, I was definitely in a place where something was really not right. Yeah. And I'm very lucky that I saw a GP who put my symptoms together and did a thyroid test Mm -hmm. because that's not a standard test. Mm -hmm. And it was the first time I saw her. Um, and she was shocked. (laughs) She was terrified by my results. She was like, I've never seen anyone this unwell with this, these symptoms before. Um, she explained to me what it, like my body was basically in a state of all of my energy reserves were going to creating the hormones that your thyroid creates, right? Mm. Your body can't live without them. <laughs> so all my energy was going there. I wasn't digesting food properly. I, you know, my cholesterol was through the roof. My liver function was off. My lungs had, had a really low capacity. Mm. She's like, you could go to sleep and not wake up. <laughs> like you have no, God, you've so got scary. nothing going on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So she was like, we don't have time to mess around here. Like you've got to go to a specialist today. You've got to get, you know, mm. figure out what you need to do. And I'm really thankful for her because mm. if she it was just so did a gradual blood test, yeah, yeah. yeah, like she wouldn't have, it yeah. would have, could have taken a really long time to pick up on that. And I've, I've since I found out about that situation for me, I've obviously done research on Hashimoto's and, and all that sort of stuff. And so many people, it takes a really long time to be diagnosed mm. and they're really struggling and they're so their gradual and like, so slow. Yeah. yeah. The GP's like, no, you're, you're fine. You know, some people yeah. have been told that they're manifesting the symptoms and oh, all this sort of stuff. So it's, Terrifying. You know, if you feel like something is wrong and your doctor is like, no, your blood tests are fine, mm. you know, ask for specific tests and, and push until you get an answer and see yeah. different types of doctors. Um, if you I've, know something's off, you know better you know. than that yeah. GP. You know. That's right. Yeah. You know innately. And, you know, I was very lucky that it, it was a dangerous position that I was in at the time, but I was very lucky that there is medication that you can take that puts the hormones in your body that your body can't make. Yeah. So... I'm on the medication and it like saved me yeah. <laughs> like it's it took a, it took about a month until it actually because it's mm. a, a cumulative one so it takes a while um and yeah I had to just sort of write myself off for a while like I was mm. like I'm just in bed working and reading and sleeping yeah. and you know I didn't do a whole lot for a month or two and I just really had to understand that my body was you know because I, I was even though I knew I wasn't well I kept sort of trying to push myself to get up early and exercise and mm. do these things and I should have listened to the fact that something isn't right mm. and I, I was pushing it so I was just very lucky that I saw the doctor that I saw and yeah. could take the medication and I'm also very lucky that you know the medication has worked quite well for me I'm still tweaking the right dose but I've also heard of a lot of people who have this issue who really struggle 
the medication doesn't kick in or it doesn't do what it's supposed to do and they still struggle with the symptoms of mm. being really tired and really, you know, all mm. these things that really, really limit them. Mm. And so I do feel very lucky that, um, yeah, my body's responded to it yeah. and, and I, I feel okay and I'm, yeah. you know, I'm And I think the fact that. that you put yourself to bed for a month is yeah. so vital because yeah. the amount of people that would have rebelled against a diagnosis like that and yeah. would have just gone fuck it i'm going out like i'm yeah. you know i'm, I'm just going to pretend that's not happening right yeah. now because it's scary that was yeah. a scary day i it remember that day. Very scary day and yeah so that's that's a real testament to your your level of self-understanding and self-care and self-awareness yeah which is is so so important it's yeah. so important because that was crisis that was yeah. a crisis and it's also i mean i don't want to say that there was relief in there but i have listened to a few people talk right. about these kind of things but yeah there's an answer there's yes. a like oh there's a reason i feel like this and yes exactly I, you know you can't ignore it anymore and you can't deny it and i think i was very much in the i was like self um diagnosing a lot as well mm. i'd be like oh i just must be sensitive to some foods or yeah. you know and i'd get acupuncture and she would tell me everything's off yeah that's I'd right i'd feel better after acupuncture and so isn't I'd it be interesting like, that your acupuncturist picked up on like they didn't know what but they could say Girl, something's wrong. All the things that my blood test showed were off, like my heart and my liver and all the main things. Mm. My acupuncturist was like, I'm feeling a lot of burden on these things, you know. And it's not interesting. My bad. I should have, I should have gone and figured it out properly, you know. I and I really think we've got to take accountability for that. And Mm. I don't like going to the doctor, and I don't like getting blood tests, and I was putting it off. And um, I guess that was a really big lesson for me of don't put it off and don't let it get worse yeah. and worse and worse to the point where yeah. I mean I'm very lucky as I said that there was an answer for me but um, mm. I really feel for people who who are living like that and haven't ha- haven't been diagnosed yeah 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 yeah, yeah. So hard. or who also you know get diagnosed and then and the the solution doesn't work for them right away mm. you know so then they're really still feeling the negative effects and really Mm. struggling with it um and i mean i there are times where i get more tired and and things like that but because i'm aware of it yeah i will do like as you said i will get more rest or i'll take it more easy on myself and And um, honoring your limitations is a really big part of any any illness like this is is knowing what how much you can do and what you can't do and being all right with that and Um, just just taking things in baby steps, especially at the start, and just knowing it's okay if you can't do what you did yesterday. Yeah. Because your body has a new story now. Yeah. That's, that's all right. right. That's yeah. all right. Yeah. yeah. And I also just wanted to mention though, like trying not to like over identify with the issue because hundred percent. Like yeah. I I even hate saying so technically so Hashimoto's it's an autoimmune. I hate saying like have an autoimmune disease like yeah. I, don't, I don't like to say that no. I don't like to say I have an illness for me it's like oh I just I'm mm-hmm. taking the medication at the moment and it's really helping me manage it what I am dedicated to doing though is as much research as I can to to reverse the autoimmune like yeah. it's not impossible to do no but there's lots of different theories around it and lots of different and there are other you know elements that you can do that, to help and you yes. can you can put the tapestry together of what that means for you because it's yes. different for everyone with an autoimmune disease it's has a different unique yeah, yeah has a different yeah. plan of how they can actually manage it yeah and now your task is to, f- to put that, that all together yeah figure that it's out a little project me. yeah yeah and in the meantime i'm super grateful for the western medicine that is giving me the mm-hmm. medication that keeps me functioning yep, that's I'm good grateful for that <laughs> good, <And> good. <laughs> when i talk to my specialist who recommends that who you know prescribes medication for mm-hmm. me she's like look this is just your life you're just gonna have to take it forever mm-hmm. her mindset is it's genetic 
you've got it that's it mm. i look at other things some people say that it comes down to diet and lifestyle and mm. that it stems from you know bad gut health and mm. a whole lot of stress and you know in emotional stresses and environmental stresses what we eat all that kind of stuff and that if you can reverse some of those things you can reverse the autoimmune. Mm. Um, and then I heard a completely different theory the other day. Have you heard of the medical medium, the guy no. who created the celery juice? Oh, no. Mm. So he, it's very interesting, <laughs> mm. not for everyone, but totally for me. Like I, cause I'll, I listen to anything, but he, um, <laughs> or like I'll, I'll give anything, a, mm. you know, like a chance, but he, um, believes he has a, a voice that speaks to him. He calls it the spirit of compassion that tells him about what's going on in people's health, health and all that mm-hmm. sort of stuff. And, um, he believes that autoimmune isn't a matter of your body attacking itself, which is what people, yeah. you know, because when you autoimmune is basically when your body creates antibodies that attack healthy cells rather than bad cells in the body. Right. So in my case, it's attacking my thyroid, even though my thyroid is healthy. Yeah. And so my thyroid should be able to function on its own and create the own ho- the hormones that I need. Mm. But because it's being attacked, yeah. <laughs> it can't do its job. Yeah. So yeah, he is saying that it's not your body attacking itself. Mm. It's actually related to a viral infection that you might have had in your past. So I had... Um, glandular fever when I was younger and that's mm-hmm. one of the things that says can trigger it people who've had chronic fatigue yeah. um, his take on it is that these these viruses lie dormant in our systems yeah. and then sometimes as we get older with when those stresses increase they can be activated again and so he he's like your body isn't attacking itself you mm-hmm. have a viral infection and you need to address that mm-hmm. and I'm about to go down his world and just read about it and find out yeah. what that means just learn. and how to manage that yeah, yeah. so but for me, I, I, when I said that the medication helped, I also made some lifestyle changes. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I took better care of what I was eating. Mm. Um, I made sure I was trying to get more sleep, more movement when I had the energy to. Mm. And I really think there is a lot we can do with our lifestyle. Absolutely. That helps these conditions yeah. as well. Yeah. 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 And it, there is, there is. And I think the challenge comes down to mentally getting to that point where you feel like you can you have the drive to help yourself with something that's going to be there yeah and which is you know it's doable but it doesn't make mean it's easy and just to backtrack a little bit on something you said before about not identifying yes as the illness yeah i read a whole bit about that in preparation for this episode and it was so interesting that people become become the illness yeah and one of the the key things in order to managing something that's going to be with you it's with you it's not you but it's with mm. you is drawing a line between what's you and what's the illness and yeah. honoring the illness and being um kind to the illness because it's it's there yeah and sort of living as well as you can with it and understanding that there's two and you're not just a victim yeah. to this illness you're still you and yeah. you're approaching your goals maybe in a different way now or maybe they're different goals and maybe you need to to maybe the illness is going to be louder some days and you need to address that on some days instead of what you were going to do and and just finding striking that balance totally yeah, yeah. and i think it is really easy to feel like a victim and i mm. i think that's why it's good not to over identify with it because the victim mentality can creep in really easily and really quickly. So easily and unnoticed. Yeah. yeah. And especially when you've been having the symptoms for a long time and no one's really understood. Mm-hmm. And then when you can say, there's a reason, like mm-hmm. there's, there's something wrong with me, you mm-hmm. know, and, and you can sort of, you can mm-hmm. justify how you've been feeling. And yeah, there's, you know, when, when people care for you and look after you mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, I understand now. And, and they want to try and make things better for you. Um, 
Yeah, it's it's easy to just mm. be like, oh, I'm tapping out. I'm just going to go rest, and you clean, yeah. or you do this. You know, like yeah. it it is very it's very comforting to be looked after. Yeah, and to have people go, oh, you know, don't don't stress her out because she's dealing with this, and you know, like there yeah. there's a whole. I remember when I was doing my CTC training, um, which is combined therapy cocktail, which is a sort of emotional healing, mm-hmm. and the instructor was explaining that a lot of people with issues sometimes don't actually want to let them go because they have become so used to the victim mentality and people looking after them. And because when you're a bit of a victim, you don't have to step up into life and fully show up. There's always a reason. There's always an excuse to be like, well, yeah, Yeah. you have an out. And as much as we say, take the out when you need it in terms of your health and taking a break, Mm -hmm. also really be aware of when you can, when you do feel good yeah. and when you can step up and, yeah. and, and you don't feel and, like doing something, why don't you feel like doing something and, and yeah. understanding more about why, you know, because otherwise it's so easy to default into, I'm sick. Yeah. 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 And you don't, you know, you don't want to be wearing that mm. badge on you. No. Like it's, it can be tempting in terms of, yes, being looked after and yeah. that kind of thing. But it's, you know, it, it's not a full fun life. Like, no. but just take care of yourself as you need to and get the rest Mm. and get all the support that you need and make sure you know don't hide it from the people around you make sure they Mm. know the days you're not feeling great and you need the break Mm. but just yeah like but don't use it as a crutch Mm. you know 100% and I think I think very quickly I think there's another relatively darker side to that coin where people if you're you know living with this and people are looking after you and things I think because a lot of chronic illnesses can't be seen I think there are also people who who look at you and think mm. yeah, you're really that sick yeah like, yeah get it together I can't on. see it yeah and the the times I see that the most is if I go to the doctor and I'm in pain and I need pain relief and I if it's a new doctor especially it takes me a long time to explain that I need it and convince them that I'm not lying. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, yeah. Yeah. And so often I think if I, if this pain I had right now was showing up physically, what would it look like? Like on my face. And and I think if I walked into anything like that, or if someone was telling me, um, you know, you just, you, you just, you're buying into it or something and just overcome it mentally or something. It's like, if you could see it, you wouldn't, you You wouldn't wouldn't say that differently. Yeah. Yeah. And if I had a bad migraine showing up physically, I would have two enormous black eyes, yeah, oh, and I would pain. be like red hot, yeah. red hot skin that couldn't be touched, yeah. and um, right up the back of my neck as well, and all over the front of my face. Because when I have a migraine, it's just ice in the eye sockets, mm. and that's that's the, just that's all I sort of need to and darkness, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and meds, and <laughs> so I think. I think that's a that's something a, like a lot of people with these kind of conditions struggle with the most is explaining them and sometimes you're in too much of a state to explain it properly. Yeah. And yeah. so having people that understand you and maybe it's about explaining that when you're feeling okay and so when you're not feeling okay, you know, you can say, "Remember we had that conversation? This is where I'm at now." And yeah. kind of honoring that. But you need that support around you. You need 100%. people who understand around understand. you. Yeah. Not going to baby you into a corner or something. Yes. But but understand like my husband understands the ins and outs of of yeah. these migraines. He hates them and he's always like, "When are we going to find a solution?" And I'm like, <laughs> "No, it's not like it's not like we find a solution. We don't solve the problem." My mum does that too. She goes, "When are we going to when are we going to know what they are out what they are?" Mm. Like we know what they are. They just mm. they're there. Mm. And it's about how we manage triggers. And I understand my triggers. And my triggers are you know um, 
white wine, which is really sad. It's very sad, trigger, really yeah. sad. Stress is my biggest one. Yeah. Any kind of stress. I remember being paranoid that on my wedding day I was going to have one because mm. what would you? What would I have done? Far out. <laughs> if I'd have, yeah. I didn't, thankfully, the adrenaline was too much. Yeah. <laughs> so there was nothing happening there. Um, when the weather changes really suddenly, mm. um, you know, if the air pressure changes or something, smoke in the air. Mm. We've had a lot of that recently. So, you know, I understand these and I know if, some, if any of these things is happening, I can take just a basic Panadol or something and prevent one starting. It can be as easy as that. Yeah. Um, but if one has legs and I've, I've missed the start, like if it's come in the night and I wake up, then there's no sort of getting on top of it. And Dan knows this. He understands yeah. this. And yeah. having people around you that understand. Totally. No, this one's run it, away. We've just got to, we've got to wait it out. So yeah. It'll take a couple of days. And yeah. And it can be challenging for the, the person in that position. You Definitely. know, the people closest to you. And yeah. Like I know with Rico and I, before I realized what was wrong, like I was always so tired, mm. always so tired. And I work from home, mm. you know, so I, I have a lot of flexibility. <laughs> and he's like, I'm and, driving yeah, to work every day. Like, yeah. So, and yeah. you know, at the end of the day, I'm just exhausted. I can't get out of bed in the morning. And, you know, for him, that was probably super frustrating looking at me like, what is wrong with this girl? Yeah. And figuring out what it was, then he could come to a level of understanding of, okay, this is why this is happening and, and why she's been like this. And we've both seen the improvement in me since, mm. you know, so it's just, it's, you, you want to be with people who are understanding and compassionate and yeah. willing to sort of be your partner through it and you yeah. know, help you through it. Yeah. And I did just want to mention, mm. because you brought it up briefly there, stress. Yeah. Because I think, I mean, we have a whole episode on stress and we know that it it causes so many physical issues so in our true. lives. Yeah. And it's probably causes, I read something the other day, like 90% of illness is stress related. Yeah. And so I think it's really important not to take on more stress and anxiety when you get diagnosed oh, with something. so true. That's such a good so point. it's so easy to get anxious and be like, so oh, my body's easy. doing this, my body's doing that. And yeah. your mind runs away with you. And, and then you, the then you at risk at those mental illnesses and things because 100%. How, if it's a chronic illness, it's not going away. It's overnight yeah. and you've got to... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you've got totally. to keep, keep, be like take care of your mental health. Yeah, mm. and that was I just wanted to mention with that, like we need mm. to work consistently. Anyone who's got these kind of issues, but really just anyone in general, work on consistently activating your parasympathetic nervous system, mm-hmm. which is switching off fight or flight. Because when you're in fight or flight, all your energy is going there, mm. and when you're in your paras parasympathetic system mm. is activated, that's like rest and recuperation and recovery, and mm. that's when your body fixes anything that isn't quite right and so if you're in this constant state of stress mm. your body's never getting the chance to heal really yeah that's and right it's a big deal yeah. yeah yeah so i would say one of the biggest things when if you get if not when i don't want to say yeah. if you have been diagnosed with anything like this um it's <laughs> gonna have to really dark no, turd, no. It? If, if anything like this pops up in your life and if you are under a lot of stress and if you can see the connection there mm. that would be the first thing that you've got to let go of that yeah. you've got to change something in your life whatever's causing you the stress yeah um just gonna walk back in excuse me that would be one of my biggest tips absolutely yeah all right you don't have a metaphor you've got an empty spot my metaphor metaphor is so vague but i mean i'll I'll wing it i haven't written it down do you want to go first you go first (laughs) so bad okay (laughs) so my metaphor for this like chronic pain or chronic illness or something that's popped up that is going to potentially be with you i don't like to say it's going to be with you forever because I'm of the mindset we can reverse things. Mm, okay. Everything is healable, <laughs> cool. I like to believe. <laughs> That's my take on it. I love it. Um, so I was thinking it's kind of like if someone gave you a pet that you didn't want. So maybe it was like a fish and someone's mm. like, you have to take care of this fish and I'm going overseas for I don't know how long, but this fish has to be here when I get back. And so it's kind <laughs> of like you now have this responsibility. You don't necessarily want it, yeah, <laughs> but you need to be there for it. Yeah. You need to do what you've got to do to take care of it. 
Um, and hopefully one day the person comes back and takes the fish and then you don't have it anymore. Oh, but I like while, it. While you've got it, you know, you've got to, um, it's a new responsibility in your life and yes. you have to treat it as such. Oh, I like that. That's yeah. good. Oh, thanks. Yeah, yeah. Did you get a fish or something? No. no okay. Well, I was thinking like if someone gave you a puppy you didn't want and oh. I was like, who wouldn't want a puppy? I know, yeah. So I Bad analogy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I was like, I'll go a fish. A fish. <laughs> You're a bit less Ugly lovable. fish. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I like it. That's good. <laughs> My metaphor is a little, is a little less light. <laughs> um, so my metaphor for chronic illness is like walking around carrying weight, like carrying weight on your back and on your wrists and on your ankles. So like when you're walking, it's just more difficult. And yes. then you see other people around you that are running around and they're jumping and they're joyful and, and knowing that you could do that you could try to do that but you're going to pay for it tomorrow like you're oh going to be in pain tomorrow yeah. and it's not going to be as easy for you to do but you're yeah. comparing what you can do to what this other people other people can do yeah and um uh, oh, i can't read my writing <laughs> <laughs> anyway yeah i think that's, that's the summary i'm, I'm not I'm like what are you talking about reading the rest of it forget it but yeah you, but you can it. it's true yeah yeah, yeah yeah and you can work towards Re- removing, removing that weight and maybe some days the, the weight is a bit lighter exactly. than others and yeah exactly yeah. and acknowledging that you know it's it's not you it's not part of you it's on yes. you and yeah. so you can you you do have some element of control but yeah just being uh you know okay if there's more some days than there are on other days yes yeah absolutely yeah 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 i think that's a very good metaphor oh thanks it sums it up very well <laughs> So, yeah, look, I think we often do this. We often have episodes that are kind of a darkish topic. Yeah. But I feel like we've always got something positive to say and positive to contribute to that to that idea or to that concept. Yeah. And I think that's what it's all about, right? Is, 100%. Is These are real things, bad things going happen. on in the world. Yeah. yeah. Life and has really bad, horrible things that happen in it and yeah. to us and um, that we struggle with and challenges that we face. And I just hope we can offer a bit of a bit of hope and a bit of yeah. positivity around that. Yeah. I mean, like what Sophie said before, if it's something you're going through and you feel that you can bring some purpose into it and try to help others. Mm. And I guess Sophie and I, with our podcast, our approach isn't really based on the issues that we're having like health wise, but yeah. it, we can bring it in and we can discuss yeah. what we're doing and how we're trying to manage it. That's right. Um, and we hope that, yeah, that has there's some advice in there that might help sure. someone or just a bit of, not being so fearful or if you're going through something at the moment just to know that you're not alone and if anyone wants to reach out and talk oh, to yeah. us about any of this stuff we're that's more than right. happy it's a journey for us that we're both figuring out that's right exactly um, exactly yeah. yeah like i think i think that for us to talk openly about respective struggles is really yeah. a good idea and i find the podcast really helpful yeah in yeah. the face of this kind of stuff because it makes you feel yes. like you're contributing something. And... It's a really nice, like it, it fills our purpose pillar. That's right. We, you know, we, we really love to share what we share on here and yeah. um, we love creating it and yeah, yeah it's, sure. it's like an outlet for us, which is great, yeah. which makes our health better, I really believe. Me too. Having a purpose makes it lowers better. your stress if you've got mm-hmm. an outlet mm-hmm. and stress is something we've all got to control. Yes. Listen to our stress episode. Oh yeah. Like the stress it. episode is a good one. Yeah. 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 Right. Well, they're all good, but... Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Right, guys? Right? Right? <laughs> Thank you for listening. Thanks, and Please guys. drop us a note and take care of yourselves. Yes, look after yourselves. Thanks for tuning in. See you next time. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.